Hello, Moms That Lead. Welcome back to this season where we are talking all about people and team leadership. Our guest today provides a unique perspective from an industry that we haven't yet talked about, and she has an incredible story to share with us. But in the end, you'll see the leadership lessons that she has to share are not just applicable in the food and beverage industry. They really apply to any leadership experience in which you are engaged. Our guest, Inez Rubistello, got her start in the world of food and wine after moving to New York City from her home state in North Carolina. Her wine career took a huge leap forward when she became an assistant cellar master at Windows on the World in One World Trade Center. After losing her job and her friends and work family on 9-11, Inez chose to eventually move back to her hometown with her fiancé, Stephen. Together, they opened their own restaurant, wine bar, and retail store called On the Square. Inez's next big venture was Tarboro Brewing Company, a microbrewery that began operating in 2016. Almost a year later, she and her husband opened a satellite taproom in a neighboring town. Stephen and Inez have two children that they absolutely adore. In September of 2021, Inez self-published her memoir, Life After Windows, a book she wrote chronicling her journey from North Carolina to Manhattan. I'm excited for you to get to meet Inez. Just a quick note, the sound quality isn't as good as it usually is during this interview, but please forgive any background noise. Without further delay, let's jump in. Hi, Inez. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast. We're excited to have you on today. Hi, Terry. Thank you so much for having me. I am ecstatic to be here. I'd love to start off with just telling our audience about how you lead today, because I I think you lead in very interesting ways. And I'd love to hear about the milestone moments of your journey that got you to where you are today. Yeah. You know, I lead so differently than I did 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's actually really cool to think about like when and how my leadership changed. I had much more of a like urgent stressful, like if we're not doing this perfectly, then we are losing Mm. angle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 20 years later, um, as, as a mom of two and someone who I believe just because of living has become wiser Mm -hmm. that my approach is so different, you know, and sometimes I'm really able to see the moments where I kind of change. And then other times I'm like, wow, that it didn't just happen in one experience or in one season, even Mm -hmm. I think now, and you know, full disclosure, I have a leadership coach. I am able to step back from a situation and not respond so quickly. And at the same time, I am not one of those people who is in analysis paralysis either. I'm going to make the decision mm-hmm. and I'm going to make it relatively quickly and maybe really quickly for a lot of people. But for me, I am stepping back, you know, like, <laughs> For me, it's not as quick as it used to be. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. I think about times that I responded really quickly and I wish I could go back to those people who were in the moment and apologize, right? Because I don't think I responded correctly. I just think I 
responded quickly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if there's anything that I can say now, it's that I realize that like, sometimes when you respond quickly, you could hurt people. And that's so important and I'm sure has benefited you to have that perspective as you lead the teams that you do today. Tell us a little bit about what you do for a career currently and and the teams that you do get to lead. Yeah, yeah. So I made the decision to separate myself from the restaurant that I started in 2002 that I ran with my husband Mm -hmm. and open up a small microbrewery and tap room. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, like a satellite brew pub. And I made the decision, you know, originally it was like to create another business. But mm-hmm. I think in hindsight, like it was also to save my marriage and my family because like working with my husband and raising children and, and both of us working in such a stressful environment. Or like there was never any downtime or, you know, you could just not, didn't matter if it was like six in the morning on Sunday, somebody mm-hmm. could send me a text that they left their ATM card for last, you know, or, you know, even worse, but definitely happened. Like I didn't like my meal last night or my server said something, you know, and we're constantly, constantly, constantly dealing with that. And like, then going home and having, you know, stress of raising kids. And, mm-hmm. being and so, you know, the idea was always to open the brewery and create another business in our small town. But really, like, I think there was more behind it, right? Mm. That we didn't know at the time. Mm. And, and my job right now is so much more sales related. I mean, hospitality is sales, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, restaurants, like if you, if you serve good food and you have good service, you're going to, you're going to be busy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like trying to drum up sales in the way that I am now, which is visiting accounts all across the state and actually both states, North and South Carolina, and pitching my story and telling, telling people why they should buy our beer and, you know, tap room management. Well, I have a coworker who does that. It, it's so much less stressful. Mm. <laughs> People who come in to have a beer, they're just different than the people <laughs> who come in to have a, the expectations are different, right? Right. And so it is lower stress. And yet at the same time, I'm still married to the man who's now dealing with, and like when he'll say so-and-so, you know, didn't react well to us being out of such and such. I'm like, gosh, I'm so glad I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And yet, like, if I had to go back to it, I could do it. I could yeah. do it, but like mental health wise, that's a, I, I do think like, you know, we don't talk enough about burnout and I think burnout obviously is very real in medical related jobs, mm-hmm. certainly for teachers or educators mm-hmm. and, and a hundred percent for people in hospitality. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, and I, I love what I do right now. And it's also so foreign, you know, I mean, I've been doing it for six years and yet I feel like this year, actually year six is where I, I feel more confident and knowledgeable about what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. Um, you know, women in beer, it's it's not as common as you would think. Yeah. You know, I got in on the wine side. I mean, I, I started as a sommelier and, and then ended up, you know, as a beverage director. And that was in the late nineties, early two thousands. And, you know, women in wine wasn't 
as it, it, it wasn't as common as it is now. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting in on beer, especially in the Southeast, you know, almost at the same time I was doing wine. And, and it's interesting because I do think women have different ways of explaining things mm-hmm. and talking about things. And, and, and my art or my gift is definitely storytelling. And, and that seems to be really what people are gravitating towards too right now, right? Like I can talk about the different hops in a beer all day long. Uh-huh. That might be interesting to some, but when I talk about our partnership with Sound Rivers, which is a nonprofit dedicated mm-hmm. to make our rivers more drinkable, fishable, and swimmable, they're like, oh yeah, now that's what I want to hear. That's why I'm going to buy your beer, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's been a transition and and it hasn't been easy, but it's been so rewarding. I think storytelling is so important as a leader as well. So I I know you were talking mostly about sales and and the value that storytelling has there. But I, I think as a leader, having that skill is an incredible asset. And speaking of stories, I know that you wrote a memoir, Life After Windows. And I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. You know, what, what motivated you to write it and how did that experience of the writing shape you as a leader? Yeah, I, I have, I'm a journaler and I've been journaling my whole life. Mm. And I, I had this book written and was so afraid to like put it out into the universe. Mm -hmm. And thanks to a woman I met in a leadership conference, she kind of gave me the like, Hey, you should, you should put this out there on the 20th anniversary of nine 11. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I had no idea what to expect because I'm, I didn't think of myself as a writer, Mm -hmm. even though like my degree is journalism, (laughs) I'd have, I'd had plenty of people tell me, hey, your writing isn't that great. Mostly men. Mm. Uh, yeah, like finally put my, you know, put my hyper-focused lenses on and like said, I'm going to just, I'm going to do this. Like, I, I don't have anything to lose. I'm going to see what happens. And the rewards, I, I can't tell you, like the people that have come out and said, hey, you're a truth teller. You are brave and, and you're vulnerable. and and I didn't even know that was what it was, like, because it was literally journaling. Mm-hmm. And then to see friends who are like serious writers say, I'm going to try that hmm. with my next thing where I like fare all. It, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I die laughing. Like, I have all these emails from people who've read the book, and a lot of them are men my dad's age. Mm. They're like, thank you. Thank you. I, I felt something. And, and then a, and a lot of them are addicts or recovering addicts, mm-hmm. which is to me like so humbling. I, for people to share their stories back with me, I just feel like a huge responsibility with that. Mm-hmm. And that, that like now people, when I'm in a setting, they'll say, she's an author. I'm like, oh my God, but am I? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah, I am. I, I did write a book. And I, <laughs> I put it out there, you know, and, and it's not on the New York times bestseller, but it did well. Uh-huh. And you know, it got traction on Amazon. It's like the number one book in grief and loss on the first day it came out, you know? Yeah. So Terry, I'm, I'm honored and I'm, um, I'm grateful because I, I never expected, 
I, I had very low expectations. To be able to tell a story and then to be able to tell a story with vulnerability and then to have those low expectations, but to have people come back and tell you how much it meant to them and, and how it affected them. What has that experience done for you as a leader? It makes me definitely say, wow. And as you had the ability to be impactful a while ago and you were too scared, mm. you were scared of like people not receiving it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the other part is like, wow, you've really grown and, and you know, like you're secure enough with yourself that like not everybody likes what you're doing mm-hmm. or, or likes you, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. and yet that's okay. They're just not your people. Mm-hmm. Right. It's okay not to be liked. Mm-hmm. It's okay that some people aren't going to like understand mm-hmm. what you're doing. But like nobody understands and has one way to believe or another if you're not like brave enough to put it out there. True. And we all benefit so much from people bravely putting themselves out there. And I think it, the diversity of, different people's personalities and experiences when we can truly see that, I think makes the world so much more interesting and, and so much more beautiful as well. So congratulations on, on having the courage to, to put that out there. Thank you. I am, you know, I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to do it and that um, I had, you know, people that came in at different moments that, that encouraged me. That's another common theme on our podcast is that it's, you're not doing it alone. Usually it's wonderful to have that team of people surrounding you and and supporting you. Yeah, it is. And you know, one thing that has come out of it that is amazing is I've reconnected with a woman who I went to high school with. I'd not Mm. seen her since 1993. She listened to the book on Audible when she was returning from dropping her son off in the army. And we're creating a business together now. Wow. I don't wow. think would have happened. And one thing we were talking about the other day is like nothing great happens in a vacuum, right? Like, mm-hmm. Nothing great happens because of one person. Mm-hmm. Somebody, mostly some bodies said something or did something to make it come with us, right? Mm-hmm. Like I do, I don't think that we remember that enough. You know, I mean, I've been quite fortunate. And that's because of like, I think relational things, like where somebody has put me in a a situation that I might not have been in without their friendship or Mm -hmm. mentorship or, and, and I just, I do think it, and, and I think women are really great at it. Yeah. You know, we're all moms, right. Even those without biological, I mean, we're all moms to someone or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of gives us some an empathy tool and, and a connector. tool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Empathy connection. And I think storytelling too. getting back yeah, to what we were talking sure, about before. Sure. Can you provide just a quick summary of your memoir? I know it's from years and years of journaling, but if someone were interested in hearing about it, how would you describe it to them? Yeah. I mean, it's leaving, you know, Eastern North Carolina and moving to New York and and finding like my real passion, which at the time was wine mm-hmm. 
and landing an opportunity that turned into my dream job, which was leading the beverage program at Windows on the World, um, mm. where I, I, I met my boyfriend who eventually became a husband, but losing all of that on 9-11 mm-hmm. and trying to rebuild and, and doing it in the very small hometown in rural Eastern North Carolina, where I was born and raised. And you know, ultimately, and I wasn't able to say this while I was writing it because I, I didn't know, but it's really to let people know who've experienced tremendous heartbreak or grief or loss of any kind, know that there is hope and, and there's a way, every way is different, but, but how to, you know, rebuild. I mean, the hole in my heart from losing my job and, and friends who were like family it will mm-hmm. never will never be the same, but I still am able to cope and and love and and feel happy and joy despite despite the loss. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to share some some humor later on. And and you know the end is is very different. I always think that I didn't write the book because I wasn't I was vulnerable and scared. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, the end of it is talking about an activism and a social justice piece that I didn't know I had mm. that came out in the spring and summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a part of my journey. So, so it, it definitely ends with like finding a voice that I, I knew was in me, but I knew wasn't going to be popular mm-hmm. and risking taking a big risk. I think that's such a beautiful story of growth, it sounds like, and, and with the adventures and, and humor thrown in as well. I'm sure you have had experiences to work with a lot of different people, and I know that it's critical to build high-performing teams no matter what industry you're in, but I'd love to hear, you know, just from your unique perspective of being in that business, what has helped you to craft and lead high-performing teams in the industry that you're in? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to start with like something that sounds so obvious, but it's basically, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And if I do that, it's really easy to like say to coworkers, hey, let me check in with you like this is what we are committed to doing and I just need to check in because this doesn't seem to be the case for mm. this week or not, right and in the same vein obviously I don't always hit that right like mm-hmm. there are times when I don't hit my deadline or I don't do what I and to say hey I need to check in with you and let you know I didn't do what I said I was going to do mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. do it when I said I was going to do it and I want to tell you I'm sorry mm-hmm if you're like transparent with your people mm-hmm. and, and you're clear, like I, I listened to something Brene Brown was saying, where it's like clarity is kindness. Yeah. You know, and, and that's hard. That's hard because sometimes you don't want to hurt people's feelings, mm-hmm. right? Like you didn't understand what I said to do. And I thought I was pretty clear. Let mm-hmm. me know. And I, I think those things like holding yourself accountable and having a clear mission, like we're not going to commit to things that we can't do. Mm-hmm. Or if we do, we're going to hold each other accountable. Yeah. And then we're going to be super clear about it at the same time. Right. Yeah. And then the other one is 
if you're not thriving, if I'm not thriving, then our company isn't thriving. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, we're a small business. Not everybody's going to be working at 100% every day that they come in. Mm-hmm. But if I'm working at 70% and my two colleagues are working at 100, then we get 270, right? We get 270%. It's amazing. We, we work at our highest level so that when our colleagues can't or aren't, we're still hitting 100%. Now, also truly believe if we have people who are like really amazing, we reward them with equity, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't give these crazy salaries that a lot of people can give and benefits, mm-hmm. but you know what? I do have the opportunity. You, you know what I can give is I can give you equity. Yeah. And I feel really strongly about that. I didn't always know that that was something available, but you will lose your people. I mean, you'll lose your people if you're paying them all the money in the world and you're not saying thank you and Mm -hmm. giving them great working conditions, but like share, just share, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, it's such a mother thing to say, right? Like that's Uh what you say, share, like I need to share too. Yeah. Yeah. So many things. I mean, I learn every day, but you know, appreciating your people and like letting them know it, you know, I'll, there'll be oftentimes where I'm like, super stressed in the moment and I'm talking and we're having like this really in-depth conversation and somebody says something like really great. And I might say, Hey, that's a great idea. And then like move on. Mm -hmm. I try to make sure that before I go to bed at night, I send a text, Hey, don't respond. But like, I need to tell you that that was brilliant. That Mm -hmm. was a brilliant idea. Like, I'm so grateful to work alongside of you. It's small, right? Like people think that's small, but like it matters. It does. It does. It, you know, I, I'm learning more and more and I don't know if you've had a similar learning journey, but it's the, the small, simple things that seem like they won't matter are the things that matter the most. Yeah, they do. They do. And I'm just, I'm kind of excited that it seems like our world is, is realizing that. Mm-hmm. I agree. So those are some great lessons in terms of building a team. Has that differed as you've gone across different industries? Have you noticed differences in terms of what it takes to lead effective teams or has it been pretty similar across the board? So so I can remember like thinking about it at 25 years old, like how much saying thank you means. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so that has not changed, right? Like say, thank you. It's mm-hmm. so simple. But the, the understanding like, hey, there are more than one way to go about things. Like somebody saying, oh, you can't give equity, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't. Well, why not? Right. I am so much more prone to say why when people tell me I can't do something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but actually rarely is no the common is is the final word, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can figure out how to do anything. Like COVID, certainly I found so much money in grants Mm. to keep people's jobs. Mm -hmm. And if I'd listen to people say, you just need to shut it down, right? Like it's shareholders saying, you just need to shut it down. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but we have people that are counting on us. Right. Like saying thank you has always been part of my my management leadership. Mm -hmm. But now also I'm not going to listen to that. You're not going to tell me why I can't do my idea. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I can go talk to other people 
and find a way to execute my idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure your, you know, your team, your community benefits from that determination as well. Yep. I think so. I, I think everybody benefits. And if everybody doesn't benefit, then I'm not being a great leader. Well, we may have already covered it, but if you had to pick one lesson to share about building an effective team, what would that be? I think, you know, to be clear in like when somebody comes on, like we're a small business, we have, we're going to give you three months. We're going to find out if this is a good fit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because I've been in situations where we've given someone eight months, Mm. right? That's the fit hasn't been good. We knew it. And we were just like prolonging the inevitable. Mm-hmm. And what that does is lowers the morale of the good of the people that are the good fits. Right. And you're not doing any favors to anyone. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it to the business. And, and then, you know, when you get the good fits, like rewarding them. Mm-hmm. And that could be in, in time off, right? Like Oprah's super soul, like the most valuable thing we can give ourselves is time. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I may not be able to pay you what you're worth. Very few people get paid what they're worth. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, I have the luxury of like giving you a three-day work week this mm-hmm. week if you want to do that, right? So respecting and rewarding the people who are in it with you and like, super invested in, in the team's success, mm-hmm. and the company's success and then also like setting clear, clear boundaries slash instruction isn't the right word, but you know, parameters around, Hey, we're, we're going to start this and we're going to give you three months. You're going to know if it's not a good fit. We're going to know if it's not a good fit. And we're hoping that if you know it first, you tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is in itself being respectful. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it doesn't always work out, right? Like I've had jobs where it was not a good fit Mm -hmm. and it's okay. I'm excited to read your book. Hopefully someday we'll, we'll get out your way and and be able to visit you at the brewery or the tap room as well. But I, I really just thank you for this conversation and the different elements of leadership that we've been able to cover in such a short time. If people want to learn more about you, about Life After Windows, or about your brewery, where's the best place for them to go? So I just launched my own website, which I'm super pumped about and slash can't believe it. And it's my name, InezRivestella.com. You're the first person to hear it, Terry. Yay! Your, your <laughs> listeners are the first persons to hear it. And I just want to thank you especially for your grace, because you gave me a second chance. And I, I really appreciate that. Of course. Well, we'll definitely make sure the, the new website gets linked in the show notes. And just want to thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Well, there you have it. Some very simple, but very impactful leadership lessons. Remember, clarity is kindness. Be clear with your expectations. Remember to say thank you, even for the little things, and always fight for what you know is right for you and for your team. 
I'm excited to join you for episodes 98, 99, and 100 coming up in the next few weeks, where I will be sharing my thoughts on leadership, all of the wisdom that we have gained over the first 100 episodes from our wonderful guests, and sharing some exciting changes for the podcast. Until next time, lead with love.